What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Well, hello, solar friends, and welcome back to another episode of Great Solar Business. In fact, the final episode for 2021. This week, I have to say, I have one of my favorite episodes for the whole year because you're not going to hear from me. You're actually going to hear from solar installers and solar retailers from around the country. I It's a bit of an epic, long episode, but I really encourage you to stick with us because I was very, very fortunate to have nine different solar companies reveal a whole lot of challenges that they had, lessons that they learned, things that went on in 2021, and also sharing what they believe is going to happen next year. So it's a long episode, but it's full of gems and gold if you own a solar business. So please stick with us as we introduce the topic, the solar installer wrap-up for 2021. To kick off, uh, I've actually got two guests joining me. Um, fellas, introduce yourself. What's your name? What's your company? And what's your niche? Uh, two brothers. Uh, my name's Luke Stronick, and uh, we've got Tyson Stronick, the, the founder of Arcana Energy. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep talking on his behalf. Uh, our niche, uh, you know, we're known in the market and, and have been for the last eight years for installing solar. Um, but with the, the shift, with the shift of late, uh, we're refocusing, um, moving forward into a, a new niche, which we see is is becoming larger and larger, which is electif- electrifying Australian homes. So we're aiming to be an enablement partner um, for the people of Australia and just pushing them along that journey. Like, you know, solar step one, uh, but there's a lot of other stages uh, that we need to roll through as a country uh, to hit our emissions goals. Nice. Big vision. Great vision. I like that. That's a fat niche. Everything electric. That's the uh, way to go, you, fellas. I don't know if you call it a niche, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. It uh, gives us a good picture of what you're, what you're doing out there. Now, uh, just again, just to you know, set the scene, who are you? what's a weird passion? or a secret hobby. And I have to say, uh, God bless Facebook. Uh, I know Tyson clearly has a weird passion for uh, gregarious shirts, according to Facebook, but surely there's something else in there. But that was our Christmas party. I don't always dress like Tiger King. <laughs> well, so you say, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a tiger yet, but I'd say one thing is that if you actually visited both our houses, um, you know, we're, we're on a little bit of land. I'm down Victoria Tyson's northern New South Wales. We do have some strange animals running around. Um, so I've got a couple of miniature goats, alpacas, 15 chickens of all different sorts and sizes. Tyson's got a fleet of goats, geese, donkeys, cows, and a, a lot of pythons, wanted or unwanted. So. <laughs> I love it. There's always, there's always something interesting. One of our yeah. other things, we're we're not really car people, like um, motor enthusiasts, but we are interested, or we're going to go on the journey of converting some old cars to electric. 
<clears throat> so the I really like the old FJ Troopies and we found out recently that there's a model of them called the Arcana, so I'm on the mission to find one of them. And if there's any <laughs> listeners that know how to help us convert that to full electric, we're on. Beautiful, beautiful. Yep, it's it's a it's a favourite hobby that of a lot of people in solar is converting electric things to electric. Uh, so you're in good company, and I'm sure there's someone out there who will be able to help you. All right, let's get down to it, fellas. We're going to punch through this. Short, sharp, and sweet is the tune. Let's talk about 2021 and some things that you learned during the year uh, in your particular case for your solar business. So let, question number one, what was the best thing that happened in 2021 and what did you learn from it? I'd say the best thing that happened was the emergence of, of battery, um, you know, coming into the uh, mid part of the year. Uh, we saw a real trend in consumers asking for battery and, and really jumped on that. Uh, and that's continued to soar. Um, but like anything new, it's there. There are challenges around that. We had to transform a lot of the internal side of our business. You know, train up our installation team, uh, but also just found the manufacturers are learning um, with us as well. We expect that to to get easier and better, like like everything does. Um, but it it has been really good. Nice. And let's flip that around. What was the worst thing that happened in 2021, and what did you take away from that? Uh, the worst thing looking internally, uh, like obviously the solar coaster continues, but I'll say something um, more personal than that. It was uh, too much opportunity and, and spreading ourselves too thin at times. So, you know, there's a lot of shiny objects out there. There's so many different things you can do in this market. It is um, in this industry, like, you know, from commercial to off-grid to geographical expansion. Uh, and the the reason that that was challenging was i think from a time and focus perspective we spread ourselves too thin so over the year we uh realigned um set clearer goals and, and stopped running at shiny things <laughs> so that's a common thing in business isn't it and it is. uh it's always it's always a matter of, a matter of that juggle so on that on that same subject and and you know business is full of challenges and things that you got to do throughout the year what was what was the most surprising thing what was the thing that really caught you by surprise this year and what did you learn from that i'll answer that one um yeah i guess it's this it caught us by surprise but it's the same old thing so it's stock volatility so there's so many things that can uh you know the the price like stock shortages in equipment shortages in china or shipping costs or all these different CEC listings, everything. We've experienced that so much in the past. But, um, yeah, what we've learned from it is to hold more stock um, <clears throat> and, yeah, and, yeah, to be prepared for it, move fast. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's uh, it's easy for those things to slip into the background when they haven't happened for a long time. Hey, and we've been, been pretty lucky in Australia with shortages, but... Uh, yeah, that uh, I think has caught everyone by surprise. It's uh, it's a great big, huge, fat, ugly layer cake this year of challenges, isn't it? Um, all right, next year. Let's go to next year. 2022 is tantalizingly close. Let's dig into your plans a little bit. What's your biggest fear for next year? Uh, I think the cake that you just alluded to um, is, <laughs> is, going to get, is going to get bigger um, or the peaks and troughs of the, the solar coaster are 
uh, potentially going to be deeper and, and higher. There are that you know, there's just so many unknowns at the moment. Um, you know, to, to rattle off a, a few, you've got stock shortages and and COVID, um, but and you know, obviously government and feeding tariffs and those sorts of things. So we're just expecting a turbulent year, but. I think a lot of companies like us also have learned a lot over the last two years in particular. Uh, so, you know, we're ready for the roller coaster. And that's a perfect segue into my, uh, my next question, which is what will you do next year that was different to last year? You know, we've had all these challenges. Have you got all these lessons and learnings under the belt? What are you going to do different? Yeah. Again, looking inwards, I think last year, like, you know, 2020, uh, was all about, you know, it was rocky with, with the introduction of COVID. Um, 2021, we realised that we needed to really firm up uh, the, the ship and make sure that we had the right people on the bus uh, and that everything was quite solid um, moving forward and have done that quite successfully. So 2022 for us is all about um, looking out and really bringing that vision of sort of enabling households to electrify and taking people on a journey and really screaming that to, to the rafters. And, uh, yeah, we're excited about pushing that, that brand piece out into market and, and helping Australian households to reach the national um, emissions targets. Sweet. And so last question, fellas, then you're off the hook. You can go back to uh, getting your, closing out your year. What do you think is going to happen next year? I've talked to a number of forecasters recently about whether 2022 is expected to be bigger in terms of volume or quantity of sales or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I'm talking about the market here. Do you, do you guys think the market's going to be bigger or smaller in 2022 and why? Um, yeah, we think it's going to be bigger. We believe the climate emergency will get more press, uh, more government support and more individual action so yeah we, we think that off the back of that the solar demand will stay strong and um plus add battery and ev and everything into that we yeah we think it's going to be a great year and it should be good buckle up then boys buckle up uh luke tyson uh short sharp and sweet you guys have been gentlemen thanks so much for joining me thanks for sharing some of the secrets of what you've gone through and what you're planning for and uh, en enjoy your Christmas and New Year. You too. Pleasure. Thanks, Nigel. Cheers. All right. My next guest, victim, depending on how you want to put it, is ready to rock and roll. Let's let's start with an intro. What's your name? What's your company? What's your niche? So my name's Pete Leeson. Uh, I'm the director and founder of Leeson Group. And our niche is probably, well, strictly speaking, it's renewable solar power. But we, we're a diverse company, so we're focused on uh, residential and commercial solar, but mainly in the BIPV sector with our solar tile, solar farms. We develop uh, utility-scale solar farms and uh, software. So we manage our business with a completely custom-built software based on a Salesforce platform. Uh, so that's sort of our niche and how we survive in this crazy industry. I love it. And and ironically, um, you know, this question about niches, I expected people to go, well, we're into just this. But uh, you're the second person to describe a niche that's fairly broad, uh, which is a, a theme that comes up over and over again in great solar business uh, because diversity is so important, right? So, you know, you've got your own, your uh, niche of survival, 
is uh, is diversity, uh, diversity clearly, um, and and good on you. So, what's tell me, Pete? What what's something weird about you that we don't know? What's a weird passion or a secret hobby that you've got? Table tennis. <laughs> so we've got uh, in our foyer no at work, table, table tennis. Table. <laughs> yep, I I sucked twelve months ago when we moved into our new office warehouse, and uh, we've got some pretty talented players. But now we it is. You know, one hour of work, five-minute brain break, run down, smash the ping-pong ball, go crazy, back up. We've had, you know, end-phase training, and so we've had the team from end-phase in, and they've got some gun table tennis players. So tournaments, oh, we've had uh, delivery drivers will see the table tennis table, and they're like, oh, I'm really good. And so there's all of a sudden, you know, 10 people around the table playing a tournament <laughs> against the a logistics call. guy. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, I, I just, yeah, it's, it's really good for... Um, just get get in the sort of the uh, the energy out, and then get back into into work. So we love it, and it's probably company wide now. Oh, I love it, mate. That's awesome. And you do need you need you need things to break the rhythm sometimes, just to give you a mental break, especially with the year that we've had. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a perfect segue to talk about what's going on for twenty twenty one. What's what's the best thing that happened in your business this year, and what did you learn from it? <laughs> Well, it's a very tough question. Challenging year, I think um, a, a couple of the best thing would probably have to be uh, that we've, we're winding up a 100 megawatt solar farm. So we're just sort of finishing off and hopefully it'll be, you know, all the grid approvals we've had planning for quite a while. So that's probably our biggest win for 2021. Uh, you know, it's our biggest solar farm to date. Uh, the next one under that's 34 megawatts. Um, it's all development, so we do, you know, the land acquisitions, uh, offtake, oh, well, grid studies, planning permits. Yeah, and then, um, so, yeah, that's probably the best thing that's happened to us this year. Um, pa- painful, but, you know, NSPs, AMO, uh, stakeholders, partners, consultants, everyone's just been working around the clock to try and get it done. It's really been a, a huge effort from from everyone, the engineers at the NSPs at AMO and the consultants have just, you know, working day and night to get to get it finished. Huge. What's what's the biggest thing you learnt from that exercise? Um, probably uh, you got to be as pushy as you possibly can, whilst also holding very good manners. Ah, so there's a big queue ah, of solar get, farms out there. To get it over the line. Yeah, you've got to work hard. You've got to do a lot of due diligence in your selection of OEM and technology. That's the, the biggest thing right now. Um, yep. You have to have solid connections. You have to have really good partners to do it with. But, you know, the consultant um, is probably one of the most important things. So power system engineering now is so complicated with the PSCAD requirements, um, you know, integration assessments uh, with all the West Murray zone and the short fall on system strength. So, the, the challenge is, you know, really finding the best engineers um, in, in the firms that you work with uh, yeah. and, and just, you know, just not being a prick, basically. Understanding that AMO, the NSP, the consultants, we're all, we've all got a challenge. It's a big transition yeah. to renewables and power electronics as, as a form of generating electricity. And if, if you, you start trying to throw your weight around too much, then people aren't going to respond well because we're all under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Wow, huge lessons. And who'd have thought, Pete, 10 or 12 years ago, did you think you'd be doing 100 megawatt jobs? No, no, I mean, I've got no interest in building them. But as a developer, we, we you know, I, I got into the space of developing solar farms thinking I'd like to be an EPC. And I thought the best way to do it is to develop our own and then build them. 
and then I very quickly learned that being an EPC is cutthroat. You know, we've seen so many go bust in Australia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, from an a investment perspective, you do need to get the cost down because everyone's driving PPAs down. Um, you know, solar only generates at certain hours, so batteries are super important. Uh, you know, but, yeah, we, I, I mean, I always hoped that I could do it. Uh, but, uh, you know, 12 years ago when I first sort of sat down with uh, at conferences watching you and, um, and Warwick uh, talking about statistics and numbers and data, you know, I'd be happy doing a hundred kilowatt system. So now doing this, <laughs> these big projects, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, projects yeah. can take four years, but it's very rewarding because our impact for the environment and the energy system is massive. Massive, massive. Good on you, mate. Mm. Good on you. Um, and let's turn it around. It's it's you know, it's been a tough year for many people. And uh, you know, talking off year, it's it's been a tough year for you. That diversity created a lot of diverse challenges for you when you know of course we had lockdowns and everything else was that the worst thing that happened for you last year i think yeah covid last year this year same 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 isn't it in melbourne um look i think (laughs) probably the worst thing is covid but the the worst thing that come of that is mental health um a lot of people are talking about in the industry and it's it's been challenging you know, like most people I talk to, particularly business owners and, and managers are pretty down because they've got to manage staff, they've got to manage budgets, you've got to let people go, you've got to know when the right time is to sell, you might stop marketing, you might start sales again. So it's a juggle and all this pressure, you come home at the end of the day and you're completely burnt out. So definitely COVID, but more the mental health impact on so many people from uh, from COVID, from the lockdowns, and from the, you know, the the, the change in consumer sentiment and the the update, the boom bust. We're going through like micro boom bust cycles on a monthly basis, yeah. and it, it's it's wow. it, it's hard. It's hard on cash flow. It's hard on people. It's hard on business. And it's hard even to just you know like uh, from an installer's perspective in Melbourne, a lot of them were just sitting at home doing nothing. At least I was coming to the office still, um, and, mm. and being able to sort of get that gap. So pretty challenging. What did you learn yeah. from it? Uh, slowing down, taking time, um, you yeah. know, like I'm big one on, on sort of meditation and yoga and l- trying to look after myself. But when it all becomes a bit too challenging, you, you stop doing it. Um, so yeah. it's really probably the ability to switch off, um, not, not making phone calls on the way home from work, allowing that 30 minutes drive to just reset, maybe listen to the news or do whatever you've got to do. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, probably just slowing down a bit, taking, you know, weekends, not working nights and just pigeonholing work to be between a nine till five and that's it and you'll deal with the rest of it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man, and I feel for you and so many other people out there. We've had a couple of good conversations over the last couple of years here about uh, – about the battles and 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 the and the the mental cost that it takes on everyone, you know. Uh, uh, I talked about the fact that I had my first panic attack a year or so back, which had never happened to me before in my life, and that was just you know that same you know accumulation of all these little pressures, and you know at the same time going, geez, you know I haven't got it that bad compared to to mm. some people. I don't even have it. Don't why, why should I be feeling like this? I've got no right to feel overwhelmed and uh and all those kinds of things but it's just been such a such a pile so i'm with you man you know having a way to uh release that uh release your energy somewhere else be able to switch off even if it's hitting a ping pong ball or you know uh 
staring at a problem on a vintage motorbike or whatever yeah. it may be. You know, you need some, you need some other thing out there to just give you the give you that mental break so that you can come back in and keep keep plugging away. Hey, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you'll be so much more effective if you take those breaks. So to put That's work it. down at the end of the day, reset, go for a run, do your thing, do your hobby. And then pick it back yeah. up tomorrow. Your your efficacy in, in executing the task is so much greater. Uh, yet yeah. if you try and work day and night, you know you you run at thirty percent efficiency, yeah. and and all you're doing is hours, but no outcome. Yeah, you can only do it for so long if uh, if you're human. Um, yeah. Good on you, mate. And 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 is that is that the thing that caught you by surprise in 2021, or or, or did something else? Uh, you know, what was the number one thing that caught you out that you weren't expecting in 2021 well yeah i don't think the mental health was because i've always been pretty aware of it and honest with myself about it and i could feel it building up uh the biggest surprise for 2021 um was the uh the 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 micro boom busts like the you know we would come back we'd have a lockdown there'd be an announcement and everyone's watching like in victoria everyone's watching dan do his announcement and and then all of a sudden leads dry up um, and so, you know, do you invest more in your marketing or do you pull the pin and rely on referrals? So, you know, it, it, yep. and it happened so consistently. I, I thought that it would be more stable. I thought, all right, we're coming out of a lockdown. We're going to, we're going to see some consistency. You'll have a boom and then it'll plateau. Then, you know, four weeks later, there'd be more cases and then people would stop spending. And, you know, now, like all the information is, is that people are saving a lot of money. So in 2020, People were spending a lot of money on their homes. In 2021, people have been saving. Um, and now they're spending their money on holidays, events, you know, going out for dinner, these sort of things, more lifestyle mm-hmm. rather than um, – and that's that's caused a massive lull. And then you've obviously got the panel supply shortages, which we all knew were coming. But uh, when you go through it, that can also be a bit painful. The micro boom and bust is a is a great description, mate. Let's let's uh, when when we're nearly at the end of the year, and you were saying, uh, uh, like me, look very much looking forward to to a nice break over Christmas. But uh, let's let's talk about what you got on your plans for next year for twenty twenty two. We'll start with the bad stuff. What's your biggest fear for next year? Probably. My biggest fear is the economy. Um, so, uh, for the solar industry, um, so the stats are that, uh, there's 10,000 administration liquidations per year in Australia on average post COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the start of COVID up until about August, September, there had been 4,000 administration liquidations. So that's yeah. very low numbers. Um, there's yeah. not been one winding up notice as of August this year, um, issued by the ATO. And the ATO are the biggest reasons companies go into administration by, you know, obviously tax doesn't get paid. They go on arrangement and then they issue a winding up notice, which there's, you know, 21 days to respond. And, and then so the, they get, directors get scared and they, they obviously wind up now. Th- that's going to see, yeah, we're going to hit April, May next year. And I, I believe that, uh, with the panel supply shortages in our industry and all the tumultuous stuff that's happened in Victoria, unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of, businesses going into administration or struggling because there's less government mm. support. Um, you know, we, yeah, we've carried it as long as we can. So, you know, that we obviously have these clean outs and you have these dodgy companies go, which, you know, it's it's a good thing for the industry, but it's a, a bad thing for the orphan systems. But my fear is that we're going to lose some really quality companies, some really quality operators, and that they may just leave the industry 
but we've built up, you know, 10, 12 years of experience and knowledge in these people, um, in our networks and, and our friendship circles. And, um, you know, so that that's a big fear of mine that we're going to see mm. a bit of an exodus. Obviously, we'll then see a consolidation and hopefully that's a consolidation of quality companies. But, you know, at the same time, I think it's going to be a tougher year in in certain spaces and also in the construction industry with builders um, and timber shortages than, than what people are actually expecting. Mm. Zombie companies. Zombie companies. Yeah, I listen to a really interesting... Yeah, that's a. I've been watching that statistic as well. That's a, that's a that's a good call out for next year. What are you going to do differently next year to uh, what you did this year? So we are we're about to launch our new solar tile. So it's a, a pretty cool little system. Uh, it's like a five kilowatt system. It's going to cost you just under ten thousand dollars. It's a more of a new new home product. Um, yep. So we're talking almost fifty percent of uh, the cost of other products on the market. Uh, it's it's durable. We're, you know, we're doing a lot of testing. We've got in-face test rigs versus standard panels because obviously building a greater PV, the cells run hotter, so you, you know, you're slightly less efficient. But we've really been redesigning this thing over the, uh, quite a long period of time. And uh, we've nailed the design. We've nailed the cost. We've nailed the durability. We've got a really good manufacturer on board. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're about to finalise TUV testing um, and get our first shipment. So, our focus will pivot a lot to the building industry, the new home market, um, and and our solar tile, and uh, and then we're going to launch, you know, partnering with other solar companies around Australia, uh, probably Q Q two next year. We're going to start working with other companies. So, um, yeah, it's, a, a, it's an exciting model. It's a, a model that supports the industry rather than us just trying to do it all. And I think it times yeah. in well with the Tesla roof and and sort of the the interest in the market. Nice, nice. Uh, mate, um, what do you think the year is going to be like for solar next year? You reckon the, do you reckon it's going to be a bigger year or a smaller year than this year? I think um, as the cost of uh, the cost of money is going to get more expensive, interest rates are going to keep increasing. You know, the bond rate in the US is going up. So I think you're going to see. Um, I don't know. I think Resi will stabilise a bit. Maybe after you know, sort of mid mid next year. I think CNI will, will keep going. Uh, I think it's really strong. Yeah. Uh, COP26 uh, has opened a lot of chatter around, um, you know, sustainability, environmental targets for big organisations. So I think you're going to start to see a lot of rooftop commercial systems going in, um, you know, 100 kilowatt plus. Uh, I think yep. uh, so. So I think that's going to be an area to focus on. But I know that there's uh, a, a few market entrants. I know there's a lot of smaller sort of commercial contractors stepping up into the the larger space. I heard that um, today solar was bought out by um, one of the sort of not so desirable solar companies in the industry. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think it. I think it's going to be unfortunately with these booms. You're seeing the, the 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 cost cutting and you know the the one two percent you know margins coming out of this, which creates challenges. So I think the commercial is going to be a big one. I think Resi will just keep moving. Uh, it might slow down at the start of the year and then pick up again. And I really think we're going to see a mass, massive boom in um, in solar farms towards the end of the year, like um, commercial you know financial close on solar farms. So I think you're going to see a lot more committed later in the year when there's more security around panel prices. 
Um, and the other thing is batteries. I think, you know, uh, stationary batteries for utility scale is going to be huge. I don't so much think that home batteries are going to grow significantly. I think that's more going to transition to electric vehicles and, and um, mm-hmm. vehicle to grid uh, charging. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think there's, there's going to be huge, huge projects with, with BEST. You know, we're pretty much considering batteries on every single one of our projects and working on the, uh, you know, I like to flip it around instead of a battery supporting a solar farm, a solar farm supporting a battery. So more moving yeah, towards, yeah. well, we might put a hundred megawatt um, battery in, you know, hundred megawatt hours, and then it might be a 50 megawatt solar farm. So you, you're just sort of trying to manage those, uh, ma- manage the exports of the grid, hit the shoulders, you know, morning and evening shoulders, focusing on FCAS and, and the different, you know, fast frequency response and everything that's coming out. So I think there's, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of utility scale batteries. And that's also going to suck up a lot of the, um, you know, the, the battery cells. Uh, so I think like actually getting batteries is going to continue to get harder and harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense. Mate, uh, that's a great, uh, that's a great wrap. It's been a pleasure having you on the show and thank you so much for sharing some of the secrets of, uh, of your business, what you've gone through, what you see coming. Thanks for joining us, Pete. Thanks, Nigel. Good chat, mate. Always, uh, always good to hear from you, buddy. All right, my next victim is ready to rock and roll. Uh, solar industry person, tell me your name, your company, and what your niche is. G'day, Nigel. My name is Stuart Joyce. I am an electrician, off-grid, on-grid hybrid installer. Uh, my company is Global Solar Brokers, and we actually trade as Goldman Solar, uh, most notably. Uh, our niche, we effectively are based in regional New South Wales in Goulburn, funnily enough and uh, do all aspects of solar over the last decade or so. Nice, nice. Just a great little regional business. That's, that's, that's it, mate. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. So uh, before we dive into, um, you know, learning a bit more about your business, what's something about you that we don't know? you got a weird weird hobby or a passion? Uh, my not weird hobby, no, nah, not too weird. <laughs> not ones that we'll talk about here. But the um, in fairness, my weird passion you know, talking to everybody else has been the solar industry. I've just been so deep ah. delved into it for the last, you know, like I said, 10 odd years that um, I spent way too much time scouring the Facebook page and the cutter page and the quality solar page and seeing what we can do differently and things like that. If it's not that right now, my little guilty pleasure is I've, I've taken up golf in the last, um, so probably six months. Nice. Uh, so. Yeah, my wife doesn't know how much I've spent on new clubs, but that's my my deal. Um, I won't tell her about the podcast, but yeah, no, it's um, it's that's my little thing lately. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, well, so far for what it's worth, we've had goats, we've had ping pong, and now we've got golf. So uh, we're going to get an interesting collection by the end of it. It sounds like a cutter's after party, actually, doesn't it? It could be. Yes. There's a theme. There's a theme. Let's talk about uh, 2021 uh, COVID Geddon. Um, uh, let's let's quickly run through it. We've got to keep it short, sharp, and sweet. What was the best thing that happened for you and your business in 2021, and what did you learn from that? Uh, we had really, really good growth, um, which I'm sure that there's some people out there that, that didn't, but I know that there's quite a few who did as well. Um, yeah, I think just the combination of people being at home more, uh, having a bit more money because they're not mm-hmm. traveling. Um, mm-hmm. So we saw our, our company that, you know, four or five, four or five years ago, that was about um, about six of us is now just over 20. 
Um, wow. So we've had some really, really good growth in this in this region, and a lot of that in 2021, I think, was fueled just because um, you know this this renewable energy train is as much as you know, some people might be trying to stop it, it just isn't going to. Um, people are just taking it up in droves. And uh, while the cost factor might have been one part of it, you know, we've seen the bounce back at the end of the year. We haven't slowed down, which has been wonderful. Nice. nice. That's that's a great thing to happen in 2021 yeah. and uh, catch yourself lucky, I suspect, Absolutely. compared to many people. What, yeah. about the, what, what about the other end? What was the worst thing that happened uh, during the year for you guys? Oh, definitely um, probably a combination of two things. One was the the supply chain sort of letting us down at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only sort of deal with with the top-end panel brands and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, Sun Power and, and well, basically Sun Power, um, we got stuck a little bit there and part of that would have been because of the fact that we are limited with what we use. Um, yep. I think that probably the biggest biggest challenge though has actually been the weather. I can't remember a um, a year where oh, we had really? this much rain. Yeah, we being a you know we're not a we're not an electrical company. While well, we've got you know a bunch of in house electricians, um, we do solar and we do off grid and we do you know battery and a little bit of electric vehicles and stuff like that. But yep. most of what we do is solar. So the rain is one of those things that crawls us. Um, yeah, yeah. We tried really hard and we've 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 gone okay admittedly um we actually sort of surprised ourselves that we we're able to keep ourselves as busy as we have been losing half a week every week um, <laughs> just with uh with bits and pieces but um we've got a really wonderful crew which you know make it really really nice and i suppose to awesome. make actually on the on the good thing we actually picked up the employer of choice award this year for our region um Oh, through nice. the Chamber of Commerce, which was which was nice. So I suppose the takeaway there was we've got really good people and that helped us get through. Nice. That's a great learning. That's a great learning. That's something to remember uh, into the new year. What And what, and what caught you by surprise um, in 2021? What was the thing you weren't expecting that hit you? The thing that I was actually really surprised with this year was I, I saw a definite turn in people's mentality from our customers' point of view in terms of what they constituted as quality yeah. uh, for, for a very long time. You know, I've, I've, like a lot of people, I've, I've ridden the solar coaster up and down for the last you know, 10 years. Um, and this year was the one time that I, I really feel that people have now started to go, yeah, actually, I, I know that this quote is too cheap. I got another quote. I know it's too cheap. I know that yours has got you know, different quality panels and, and got different mm. components. Um, you think so consumers are starting to get it, mate? I think maybe finally, uh, maybe. It, we've definitely seen that. I mean, we're, we're blessed in the way that we are set up. We've got a showroom and we bring people in and really try to educate them and show them what's what and, and the things to look out for. Um, but I think that we really have seen people now starting to go, I'm not always chasing that lowest quote. So that's been a really, really nice thing for us to the point where, yeah, 90 seven percent of what we do now is is just really high quality top end stuff nice nice mm. so let, yeah. let let's take all that and talk about the coming year uh presumably yep. after a, after a nice break and some time off to recharge the batteries uh for 2022 let's start off with the bad stuff what's what's your biggest fear for next year uh, I'm fearing that again that we'll we may hit some supply challenges um I think it's just inherent with the way that everything's going that there'll be a bit of a cascading effect there. 
Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're panic buying solar panels like their toilet paper and inverters now, like it's the same thing. Um, batteries the same. So I am a little bit wary of that. We're, we're trying to do a lot of planning around making sure that that's, that's right and that we sort of get into those spots in the right time. Um, the other one is as well, you know, these shotgun changes that we've been seeing to industry regulations uh, that are just creating havoc. Uh, you just sit there a bit on the edge of your seat. I'm fairly confident, though, you know, we, we, people who've been in the industry for a while know that we can get through it. As long as you've got good margin in your systems and you're selling quality and you're looking after your customers, that's, you know, you, you've got a business that should hold up. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do different? Uh, in 2022 to what you did in 2021? We have been working really hard on nailing down our processes and our procedures. Um, It's something that for years we spoke about uh, in terms of doing um, to get those foundations in place because the intention was always to grow uh, regionally. You know, we've got a few other um, areas now that we've opened up in the last um, last six months within about an hour and a half, two hours of where we are. So we're now operating a few other um, businesses where we've got local people again. So that'll continue to go in 20, uh, 2022. The big thing for us has been really getting to nail down those processes so that those guys can replicate yeah. what we've done here. So that'll be our, yeah. our big thing. Yeah, it's so important, and we've we've had a lot of guests on talking about you know system automation and using data and you know how to get processes nailed. It's a it's a it's an, an ever increasing issue, I think, isn't it? Because you you know efficiency is critical, competitiveness is critical, and as you say, if you want to grow, uh, you got to have that nailed down. So yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, I think when you when you've got a couple of guys. You know, you, you know every single job that's happening. You know every single yeah. client. You know yeah. where things are at. You know what's been forgotten and what needs to be fixed or, you know, even where, where quotes are at. As soon as you get to that sort of 10 people mark, all of a sudden things start to go pretty pear-shaped if you don't have that stuff. So we get yep. quite, we actually get complimented from other companies that we work, you know, work alongside or with in the solar industry on our organisation. And sometimes I feel like a duck. You know, underwater with the legs going a million miles an hour underneath, and <laughs> so I just think it's one of those things you commit to always being better at. It just definitely good helps. on you, good on you. It's it's the way to get growth. And lastly, uh, just to wrap up, mate. Last question: uh, What do you think? What do you think is going to happen with the year in terms of the overall market uh, from your perspective? Do you think next year is going to be bigger or smaller than twenty twenty one? Yeah, I'm predicting it to be bigger. We've run some forecasting figures um, only in the last two weeks uh, that are are showing what it's hopefully looking like for us. Uh, I mean, we're already booked out into February at the moment pretty comfortably. Um, I I think the industry is just going to keep pushing forward. Commercials is going to keep smashing it as it is. Uh, The big one for us is actually our off-grid. We've got a full-time off-grid division now um, just purely because of the area that we're in. Uh, we mm. do a lot of a lot of work in that realm. So I think that'll keep on going. I think we're seeing a lot of people, a lot more inquiries now into the electric vehicle side of things as well, um, uh, yeah. which is, yeah, again, uh, becoming a really exciting part of the, part of the ethos. Um, so I think we'll see a lot more intelligent automation starts, you know, side of things come to the solar industry where we're not just slapping panels on and, and pushing mm. AC out the other end, we're actually trying to integrate it all and using mm. great products like Catch Power and Solar Analytics and and all those things to really make make the uh, make the systems work really really well for people. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and that's a that's a common theme that I hear from everyone. Was we're kind of 
you know, we've been on this cusp for a while, but it looks like particularly the EV space, you know, uh, that's really going to start to rock and roll next year. And so with that brings even, even if the, even if the number of systems that goes in perhaps isn't bigger, uh, you know, the opportunity for revenues and the opportunity to do, bring in a few extra income streams through batteries, EVs and all the other smart stuff, uh, is what uh, a number of people have said they see for next year. Mate, uh, it, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, but we're out of time for this quick interview. I'm trying to keep them as tight as I can. Thank you so much for joining us, Stuart. No, you're welcome, Nigel. Very much appreciate the opportunity. All right. Uh, my next victim is uh, ready to share the secrets of their solar business. Tell me your name, your company, and what's your niche? Uh, hi, Nigel. My name's Jim Hill from the PN Solar Solutions out in Western Sydney. Um, my niche, I guess, is delivering individually tailored designs that um, suit customers' requirements and uh, rather than just simple box cutter systems. Nice. I like it. Simple. So many people can't do that elevator pitch of what they've uh what what's what's special about their business so well done um now let's get to the real you let's get to the real you jim what's what's your weird passion or your secret hobby keep it clean please oh yeah i've had to um i've had to sort of filter it but i'd say (laughs) singing and boxing there you go there you go that's a that's one out of the singing and boxing singing and boxing not at the same time but there's my two passions Oh, that is beautiful. So I'm just going to tell you, we've now got goats, uh, we've got <laughs> table tennis, we've got golf, and we've got singing and boxing in the same day. I'm coming to your place. That sounds like fun. Well, uh, I kept the goats out because of the passion part. <laughs> All right, mate, let's jump into 2021 uh, and talk about how your year was. What was the best thing that happened to you this year, Jim, and, and what did you learn from it? Look, we um, we tripped or stumbled over an available government contract with a uh, to do eight solar systems on New South Wales ambulance centres across Sydney, and we went in with a local electrical company and partnered up with them and um, won the contract and did the systems. and It was a couldn't be better timing for us. It was just very good. Beautiful. So a nice little a nice little contract. With uh, a nice uh, a nice budget to do things properly, I, I remember talking to you about that. It was it was a good yeah. little project that one, wasn't it? Worked well, yeah, it really helped. Nice. What did you learn from doing that? Um, keep your eyes open, your ears open, your ears open, eyes open, and uh, be ready to pivot at short notice. I suppose. Nice, beautiful. What was the worst? Flip it around. What was the worst thing that happened this year in twenty twenty one, and what did you learn from that? <laughs> um, worsening panel shortages, four triple seven point two, five zero three three point two zero two one. Immediate inflammation of that in New South Wales, DC isolators, uh, and COVID. We had COVID as well. That was thrown in there. We did. Um, we had a pandemic in the middle of all of that. Yeah, that was what did you learn from good. all of that, Jim? Uh, don't trust regulators. They don't really care about any repercussions across the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and we're still learning. This is all just new. This is all happening. A lot of this is happening now. We had a pretty good year until this last six weeks. Yeah, yeah. And rain. Yeah, and rain. Not, I didn't, it, didn't mention rain. 
Rain, rain. Yeah, my last uh, my last guest mentioned rain as well, uh, talking about the fact that this year was a, a very wet year as well, and that really hampered their business. So, so out of all of those things, or maybe it's something different, Jim, what caught you by surprise that you weren't expecting this year, and what did you learn from that? Panel shortages, and the panel shortages mainly that really caught me by surprise. I went to place an order, and there wasn't any to to um, available. That um, and we mm. buy quite a lot at the beginning of each month, so that um, that did catch us. Um, what I learned from it, I suppose, is to ask questions constantly of your suppliers as to what's happening. But I'm not mm. even sure a lot of those knew about it at the time either. So. Um, mm. Mm. Prepare for the unexpected. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Prepare for the unexpected. That's that's the gold. You, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming uh, since the last big supply glitch like, uh, that we've had uh, like this one. But, um, yeah, we, we've, we've got a stack of it. So you just can't can't take your eye off that ball, can you? Because it just it can switch on, a, switch on a dime. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Like uh, no other like no industry, I think. I reckon you're right. I reckon you're right. Um, let's uh, let's pretend we're two weeks out from now. You can put this year behind you, mate, and all the trials and tribulations. You're uh, you're back. You're refreshed. Uh, you've you've sung your heart out. Uh, you've you've belted the crap out of the bag with your two special skills. And now you're thinking about next year. And let's start with the bad stuff. What's your, what's your biggest fear for next year? What are you, what are you worried about for next year? We don't sort this inverter issue out in quickly. That's going to be a major impact on our business. Yep. Um, and, and another one, I suppose, is always hanging over us or looming over us at the moment is um, you know, perhaps another COVID variant hitting us and knocking the economy for six that it's, uh, it might have been more difficult to uh, recover from. Mm, yep, yep, yep. So, again, back to those things that you know, prepare for the unexpected. What, yeah. what are you going to do different next year? Uh, to what you did in 2021? Ask a lot more questions of my suppliers and have a better relationship to find out what's happening, maybe. And yeah. um, But personally, I want to pay more attention to my business overheads and those little recurring subscriptions for products I don't really use um, and try to attend to customer inquiries uh, quicker. Hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, the last last guest I had on was talking about that as well. Efficiency in business yeah, and, right. uh, you know, getting those processes nailed down and all that kind of stuff so that things flow smoother. Last question to wrap it all up, Jim. Um, in, in Inside, in your gut, uh, what do you think next year is going to be like? Think about the overall market, you know, the demand for you. Do you think next year is going to be a bigger solar year than 2021? I do. I, I I think it will be. Uh, I think it'll be uh, greater again as we sort of reconnect to the to the outside world. Consumers begin to understand that yep. you now battery storage also can be an investment, not just a cost. I think that's going to be a, yep. a major part for our for our business across the whole industry. Um, yeah, yep. look, I, I feel in my waters that it's um, it's going to be a, a better year. <laughs> in um, the but... water. Yeah. <laughs> Don't trust my waters. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, 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 according to the rumour mill, mate, you're a wise old man. So uh, I think yeah, it's good advice. The, uh, I, think, I think the um, old man part's right. <laughs> 
Good on you, Jim. Mate, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push on because uh, we've got a bunch of guests lined up for this episode. It's going to be epic. It's going to be a long episode, but um, it is absolute uh, gold uh, hearing these little, these little insights into what you've gone through and what you're planning to do. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much. Good on you, Nigel. Thanks very much, mate. See ya. Well, here we are, and uh, my next victim is a standing by. Victim, tell me your name, your company, and your niche. Uh, my name is Max Jago, and my company is SunSmart Energy. Um, we're electrical contractors in Tasmania, and we specialise in solar, batteries, heating, uh, a bit of automation, security. Basically, to cover most aspects in the electrical industry. Very good. You got the elevator pitch down pat, Max. Thanks for joining us. Now, before we dive into some questions about how the year's been for you and what you think's coming for the year after, let's get to know you a little bit. What's your what's your weird passion or, or secret hobby? And I, I have to say, I think I know what it is because my wife freaked out and went, who is that dude with the fire coming out of the roof of his building? That's surely got to be the secret hobby of yours right it most definitely is one of a few secret hobbies of mine but yes i uh, i uh, play around with um pyrotechnics and music synchronized lights and pyro displays as a bit of a side gig and do some water skiing oh water skiing too oh yeah, geez, my last guest was a singer and a boxer in in the same uh, breath uh and and look at you pyrotechnics and water skiing in tasmania yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly when you've been water skiing you need to come back and warm up so fire the pyrotechnics up i see how it all fits together max <laughs> all right let's uh, let's talk about the year 2021 uh and some things that you learned around your solar business mate what was the best thing that happened for you in 2021 and most importantly what did you learn from it Probably I, uh, well, I've done a 60 kilowatt solar install, which is my personal biggest since going out on my own. Nice. That was probably a nice milestone. Now, I hope I can top that in 2022. Um, and what you learn from doing a, a bigger job than you used to, Max? Well, I mean, I learned some pretty, you know, good ways of um, getting panels onto the roof using commercial grade equipment and um, and stuff like that. It was just done a lot differently, I suppose. The process is different. Yeah. Um, things are actually probably, I'd say, easier. Um, when you're in that big open area, you've got forklifts, scissor lifts, um, all that sort of stuff compared to a residential install where you don't have any of that. Yeah. Yep, it's all arms and legs and muscles on a resi install. That's Good on it. you, mate. Good on you, yeah. And 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 flipping it around, what what's the worst thing that happened in twenty twenty one for for you in your business, and what'd you learn from that? Well, worst thing. Let me have a think. I reckon. Well, I was actually walking across a tile roof, and um, the timber beam underneath it let go, and I went straight through. Oh no way! And that has never happened before. <laughs> so there's, there's clearly a couple of lessons in that, right? I mean, you never. My last guest was talking about things that uh, that that he could never have predicted, and you know, to expect the unexpected. And uh, 
have to say, I was climbing around on my roof the other day doing a little bit of maintenance, and uh, I wouldn't have thought for a moment that a that a a roof beam would collapse. But you just never know, do you? Well, that's it. It's not something that I ever expected either. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it did. Cripes. Well, knots that one up to experience. Uh, that's something you can teach the rest of your team, mate. And uh, and and tell me, was was that the big surprise for twenty twenty one, or have you got other surprises, things that caught you out that you weren't expecting uh, during the last year, mate? No, look, not really. Business has been going pretty well. We're pro- probably very fortunate down in Tasmania. We haven't had big. Um, issues with COVID affecting business. Um, obviously, our border does open up on the 15th, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens um, after that. Uh, but, yeah, no no real big unexpected things happened. It's been pretty smooth sailing. Nice, mate. Well, the, you, you, you're going to be... I think Tasmania's might be a little bit unique in that, so, uh, so that's good. So maybe the lesson there is, you know, we should all move to Tasmania if we want a bit more consistency in our lives, perhaps. Uh, well, what happens when this border opens, it might be absolute chaos yet, so... <laughs> Expect the unexpected, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about next year, mate. What's... Um, we'll start off with the bad stuff. Uh, what are you worried about for next year? What do you, what do you think... What's your biggest fear for next year? To be honest, I think it's going to be the effects that COVID has on business. Um, obviously, we've seen up on the mainland and stuff, a lot of businesses being you know, closed down for extended periods due to outbreaks and um, potentially uh, clients or yourself catching COVID. Um, yep. And so yep. probably my biggest fear for the new year is going to be how, you know, out of the 365 days, how much of that will I be working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, a common theme, the unknown of what COVID's going to bring for next year. Yeah. So what what are you going to do different next year, mate, to what you did in 2021? Uh, take all those lessons, take all those experiences, the pyrotechnics, the water skiing, falling through roofs, doing a big job. You've got, you've got plenty of good lessons. What are you going to do different? Uh, I'm hoping to probably uh, do some better marketing because the last couple of years I've not really had to um, do any marketing. Um, it's all done by word of mouth and it's kept me busy. But now in my third year out on my own, um, well, next year will be my fourth year, sorry. Um, yeah, I just want to sort of start to push a little bit harder with the marketing and um, and see if I can grow a bit bigger. Ramp things up. Ramp things yeah. up. Good on you. Good on you. Well, I, I I look forward to Australia's first solar retail store with a pyrotechnic display. Uh, frankly, uh, I think that's uh, no one's ever done that before, Max. I don't so think many got... people flames off the roof of their house at all in Australia, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> And lastly, mate, to wrap it up, because I am uh, I am on a mad agenda today to interview as many people as I possibly can for this epic episode. What do you think the year is going to be like in 2022? Uh, you know, looking at the solar market, certainly there's your own backyard and the broader solar market across Australia. Do you, do you think it's going to be bigger? Do you think it's going to be smaller? What do you think is going to happen? Look, I think it will continue to expand. Um, it's obviously going to be dependent on how many outbreaks there are and 
and everything. But I think, yeah, I think solar is definitely the way of the future and um, more people should be jumping on board. So you're bullish. I like it. Bullish. I'm bullish too. For what it's worth, I think next year is going to be good. I'm hearing mixed uh, mixed opinions from different people I speak to, but uh, I'm with you, mate. I think next year is going to be good. I think if if everything uh, doesn't uh, turn to crap, which it could, of course, but uh, if everything doesn't turn to crap and we don't have some other unforeseen disaster and we've had plenty this year, then I think consumers are going to be rock and rolling. Max, I'm going to keep rolling. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, but we're out of time. Thanks so much for joining us. No worries at all. Thank you very much. All right. My next guest is standing by. Let's start with an introduction. Tell me your name, your company, and your niche. Yeah. Hi, Nigel. It's it's Alex Manley from SolarWise Wagga. Um, we're a solar energy design and installation company, and we service the Riverina. Um, been doing so for around 12 years. Um, we mainly do a lot of rural solar off-grid and on-grid, a bit of solar pumping as well. Nice. Servicing the rural community. Good on yeah. you. Good on yeah. you, Alex. So but before we dive into the questions uh, about uh, how this year was and what you think's coming in the year after, tell me something secret about yourself, mate. What's, what's your weird passion or your secret hobby? And I have to say, the previous gets, I've got some gold here. Uh, you've got to keep it clean, but I've got all <laughs> sorts of weird things going on out there. What's what's your weird thing, mate? Oh, I'm, not, I'm not really that weird, mate. I'm... Got a, got a family and keep it pretty pretty tame these days. Um, yeah, look, I love my sport still. Um, yeah, do nice. a lot of AFL umpiring and cricket and touch footy. And I've just joined um, boxing, so I've been doing that for the past two to three months. So but I'm not nice. allowed to get in, in the ring, apparently, my wife tells me, but it's a good <laughs> skill. I'm, yeah, trying to keep fit. Good on you. Good on you. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Umpiring, that's one I haven't heard uh, so far. So that's a, that's a good one. It's good to have an ump in the solar yeah. industry. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's still, I still love AFL and yeah, wanted to stay involved. So that was part of the reason I, I joined up. Good on you, mate. Giving something back. Now let's, let's, uh, let's talk about your solar business and let's talk about the last year. It's been a tough year for everyone. We'll start at, start at the top with the good things. What's the best thing that happened for you in 2021 and, and what did you learn from it? Um, I guess, yeah, look, it started off, you know, with a few challenges with COVID, of course, and, you know, we had a few lockdowns and so forth, but we, we were quite positive and I guess one of the good things that came out is we are able to sort of, you know, keep most of our staff on and manage cash flow reasonably well and, you know, that was a real positive for our business and, we also spent a lot of time upskilling and, and doing a lot of the numerous online courses. It seemed nice. You know, there was a course to pick from every week. So if we had any downtime, it was, you know, hitting the books and studying up on, you know, other other products or, you know, on, on products we're doing. So Skilling up. Oh, I like mm. it. I yeah. like it. That's yeah. a good outcome from, uh, from 2021, isn't it, that I've heard from – Few people. No one's mentioned it today, actually. I, but I know uh, certainly in our business we did the same thing. We took the opportunity to do some learning. So um, that's good, mate. And and let's flip it around. Uh, look at it the other way. And what was the worst thing that happened for um, you guys in twenty twenty one? Yeah, I guess a lot of the new builds. We do a, a few new homes with some new builders, and 
they were they were stretched with um, material shortages and you know transport, which we're seeing across you know across Australia. And mm-hmm. Some of those jobs have sort of been taking you know a year to complete. So mm-hmm. there's a few few challenges there with obviously cash flow and communication with with clients and builders and um, you know changes in STCs. Um, you know, STC compliance mm. standards all the way through some of those, you know, you've got three or four challenges along the way. So that, that's probably one of the main challenges we face with some of those new builds. And what did you learn from all of that? Um, I guess, yeah, to communicate with customers um, right through the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, just, you know, Try, try and yeah, just try and be open and frank with customers, and just you know have that communication, um, manage mm. our stock, stock and inventory, mm. Mm. Um, those sort of things. So. Yep, I hear you. And what and, and out, of, out of all of those things, the good and the bad, mate. What was the um, what was the biggest surprise for you in twenty twenty one? What what really caught you out, and what did you learn from that? Yeah, I guess some of the challenges with with delays in stock and you know shipping of products and so forth. Um, we yep. had a few back orders, yep. so uh, you know, I guess what we learned from those is to, you know, make sure again we've got good communication with our suppliers and customers, giving them regular updates and realistic timeframes. Um, it pays yep. to have really good relationships with suppliers, and being in the industry for a while, you really appreciate that. You know, having mm-hmm. that real, real connection and loyalty, I guess. Um, yeah, and just just try and stock up and stay ahead of the curve mm. is probably one of the one of the one of the main things, and try and prevent any shortages and you know manage manage any price increases along yep. the way. Yeah, yeah, yep. great lessons, man. Great lessons. Mm. So so let's talk about next year, twenty twenty two. You know, you, hopefully you're going to get a break, uh, spend some time uh, with the family and friends and all those kinds of things. What are you going to do? Uh, what's, what, sorry, I'm going to start with the bad stuff. What's your, what's your biggest concern? What's your biggest fear for 2022? Um, I guess there's probably, you know, things around, um, you know, supply, you know, stock shortages, I guess. It's, you know, it's a little thing out of our control, but if we can manage it, that'll, that'll help. Yep. Um, also, you know, customers perhaps being concerned about, you know, proposed sun tax or, you know, ah. introducing a fee for solar export. We, do, we don't, we, we do get a few customers talking about it. Just, you know, there's, there's, there's some things that may sort of make people wait or sit on the fence, but on the same, in the same breath, you know, there's a positive out of that. You can, you can really, um, you know, look at way of minimising exports and, you know, being smart about it all. So there's, nice. a, there's, a, there's a positive spin in all that as well. So that's yeah. what we're looking for. Um, nice. So there's, is that what you're going to do different uh, next year? Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, just just be, you know, be. we're probably going to be working more with smart homes and EV charging, low control, um, you know, just building solid partnerships with homeowners and, trying to manage, giving them the tools to take more control of their energy needs, you know, just just fully integrate it and mm. just having ha- having that real partnership, um, you know, monitoring, touching base with customers, you know, um, 
reviewing tariffs and you know any any energy needs along the way yep so yep that, that's that's a real drive for us next year interesting uh common theme i'm hearing uh and interestingly i did an interview right back at the beginning of the year asking installers down in south australia what they saw coming and they were they were talking about the same thing but everyone seems to be pretty pumped about next year and mm. how those uh those the, the smart stuff is just going to keep rolling right all right one a final question to wrap it up mate and uh and finish off the interview what do you think the 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 market is going to be like next year do you think 2022 is going to be a bigger solar year than 2021 or do you think it's going to be smaller um i'm going to be boring and say it'll be on par um you know i i i hope there's growth still in the market i think it'll, it'll just change like from sort of more solar to perhaps a few more batteries there'll be growth in some sectors mm-hmm. you know batteries um hot water diversion flow control um you know virtual power plants and you know some of that energy trading mm. so that i think those markets will grow mm-hmm. um along with solar pv but you will probably see a lot more retrofits as well uh-huh. um and, and possibly more off-grid you know connecting to the grids becoming more challenging and you know the grid stretch so you know there'll be there'll be probably you know places where you know they'll need to go off grid so you know it'll change to that mm. degree i think mm. Change, change, change. And we've said we've already had an announcement about WA introducing same kind of regulations that they have in South Australia now for export control, centralised control, all those kinds of things. Everyone's talking about uh, the smart stuff. So I'm with you, mate. I think you're, uh, I think you're right on the money. That's a good prediction. You know your market better than me. But Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Sadly, we're out of time. But thanks so much for joining us, mate. No worries, Nigel. Pleasure, mate. Thanks for the invite. Solar Juice is Australia's leading solar distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Like their panel brands, REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longy, their inverters, SMA, Fronius and SunGrow, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business is also brought to you by Solar Analytics. Get more from your solar, more confidence, more savings and more insights with solaranalytics.com.au. My next best, my next guest, I should say, is uh, ready, willing and able. Uh, tell me your name, your company and your niche. Yes, Nigel Warren from Ideal Solar in Queensland. Um, and my niche market, I guess, would be we focus on retail, mum and dad clients. Um, and probably our difference in the area is power, is what we call power bill guarantee. So, you know, we'll actually sit with a client and work out what your power bill will be and we'll actually guarantee it in writing. So, you know, and and, um, and that, that's how we work. So, I love you know, it. Customer gets what they pay for. I love it. That's that's mm-hmm. that's tight, mate, and it's been great to listen, interview all these people today, and hear what their elevator pitch is. You've got yours nailed. It's different to uh, anything else I've heard today. So well done, well done, well done. Tell me uh, before we dive into the real hard questions. Um, let's get to know you a little bit, mate. Uh, keep it clean, if you would. Uh, what's something weird about you, or a secret hobby? What's 
What's uh, what's your weird passion uh, that we wouldn't know about? I, I like to say we're all a bit weird. I I, 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 <laughs> I embrace a bit of my weirdness. I don't think I'm normal. <laughs> uh, probably my passion, I guess, is uh, probably renovating. I like actually getting in and building stuff at home. Like we're just building a new patio, yeah. which we got right down to doing the design work with the you know engineering drawings and all that weird stuff i'm certainly not an engineer so don't don't put me in that category <laughs> that's probably uh probably my passion yeah renovating nice, house. nice. Yeah. renovations i like it, I like it. yes yeah it's going to make it's going to make an interesting menagerie by the time we get to end of the all these interviews because we've had all sorts of interesting stuff mate so uh that is absolutely perfect but let's let's talk about 2021 uh, and and how things were for you in you know the world of solar business. What was the um, what was the best thing that happened to you in twenty twenty one, mate? And what did, what did you learn from that? Uh, my best and my worst is probably put together. That's that I can't do everything myself. <laughs> uh-huh. the, the so um, look, you know, like everyone, we're just a family business, and um, you know, got a couple of business partners, and we like to keep it small and do things right. But um, yeah. I uh, I talked my dad into coming over and helped me from western australia so he's called retired semi-retired whatever you like to call it but he helps me on the phones and helps me out with clients and so um so yeah so that was that was a really good move forward so that i can't 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 do everything myself got to sort of get everybody to, other people to help <laughs> <laughs> that that is awesome uh and uh i can see a couple of lessons in there clearly you know, yeah. there's sometimes someone good in the family who can help out, and uh, yep. you know, being honest about what you can achieve and what you can't achieve, you can, you just can't do everything, especially in small business, right? Well, sometimes, like uh, you know, the wife's like, "Oh, do you want me to help out?" And I'm like, "No, thanks. I want to stay married." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so we like yeah. to keep quite separate with that. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see where the uh, the wise in uh, in in the name comes from, mate. Um, um so tell me uh, what what caught you by surprise this year uh what weren't you expecting that um you know caught you it's probably the same as everybody else look the uh the stock price is going up this year caught everybody's by surprise and it certainly did myself as well so it's mainly the transport companies you know uh from overseas putting up prices transport costs yep and you know starts to think someone's earning a lot of money so, uh, yeah, look, that's, uh, you know, you would have to say that uh, nobody saw that coming. So, um, but what I learned from that, I, don't, I struggle with this one a little bit. I, I don't know what I learned from it. Like, God, how can you predict this sort of stuff? You know, like I certainly wouldn't mm. have stopped up lots. I think probably what I learned is to keep a good level of stock that's manageable without going overboard. Yeah. You know, because... Uh, I start to feel the suppliers I got had a little bit. I mean, I don't know if I did or not, but I started to feel a bit of pressure like, oh, get in now and put all these, you know, orders in because stock prices are going up. You've got to order all this stuff now. And I can't help feel now that did they just do that as a bit of a sales tactic? Mm. You know, so, you know, I think just a reasonable level of stock without, yeah, getting caught too short or too overboard. Yeah, it's an interesting path. You've you've got to weave your way through that, don't you, between people just trying right. to fill your shelves up but also, you know, giving you the real well, they're good in the advice. Field, aren't they, you know, so yeah. I don't know, you know. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it was as bad as what they said. Well, 
I don't know. Who knows? It's not my world. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump to next year, mate. Let's talk about what's coming up and, uh, you know, where your head's at. You've got a break coming up, hopefully, where you get at least a little bit of time off to catch up with the family and friends for the first time in a while. Yes. Uh, what's, uh, what's worrying you about next year? What's your biggest fear? What do you, what do you, what do you, what are you concerned about next year? Look, I'm not too concerned. Um, probably the only thing would be, um, like all solar businesses is just your leads and where they, where they come from. That's always the hardest thing I find where everything else sort of fits uh-huh. together. Yeah. So, um, you know, at, uh, Digital marketing world is hard for leads. Um, we, we get our own lead sources, but I guess that would be, I don't call it a fear, um, but that's always a little bit of an unknown. Like, you know, if I could magically get 50 leads a week, well, great. I would magically sell another 20 or 30 systems a week, wouldn't I? Yeah. yeah. So, leads, are, leads, are, leads are the yeah. heart of the business, right? And nothing happens without leads. Yeah. So, like, I focus more on, um my time and energy to get leads more than investing a lot of money so obviously that yeah. you know there's only so many hours in a day that you can do that sort of stuff so gotcha um, yep gotcha mm. and mm. and and thinking about next year again mate what um yeah with all these great lessons and you know some unforeseen things and a few surprises and everything else what are you going to do different next year uh to what you did in 2021 um We've we've spent a lot of we've spent a lot of time recently on a lot of automation with our within our programs and we've got it pretty nailed down now. So probably the biggest thing we do different is is following up with our clients that either haven't booked in for an appointment or haven't haven't clicked the box to say yes to go ahead with the solar. So you know, just setting a lot of I've, I've generated a lot of automations in the system to be able to um, prompt us to do those follow ups. Mm-hmm. rather than you know weeks go by and we haven't really done any activities around that mm-hmm. so that's um probably our biggest difference they're not a huge difference we already got most of our processes sorted out well done. Um, probably the only other thing um a little bit different which is a little bit of a plug for you guys so uh with our solar analytics we we used to sort of let customers decide whether they wanted it or not and we used to price like a system and then you could also add solar analytics to it, you know, uh, for a different price where we've gone away from that. So we we now just price the system with solar analytics and we don't do them without them. So all of our um, all of our installs are done with solar analytics. So that's that's probably our difference now, which which we just decided in the last month or two that will go <laughs> forward. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting all weepy up here, mate. That's that's. <laughs> That's uh... like for you, but but you know, I guess it comes to that scenario. There's always someone cheaper out there, so I don't really want to be in that boat. You know, we we do good for what we do at a good price, so you know, I I see the value in the solar energy. That ties into our power bill guarantee. Like I can't oh, for sure. work out what your power bill will be without solar analytics, without doing a spreadsheet on every system. So you know, that way yeah. we can monitor it, and you know, we can do all that so for that, you now. That you can do all that for us. So, you know, that's that's sort of moves into our what's different about next year, but also our niche market, you know, so that we're yeah. third party monitoring on every system. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, Christmas yeah, like that that coming to you, mate. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I, audience, uh, listeners, that was not planned. There was, no, there was nothing in there. It was, no, uh, 
Nah, it, it was it was genuine. Good on you, Warren. Powerbill party, so good. <laughs> we were only talking about that before, weren't we, Nigel? There's a we're a client that we pulled up their power bill and and pulled it up on Solar Analytics, and and Solar Analytics said the power bill was negative three hundred and sixty four dollars and fifty cents, and the power bill was ten cents difference. Like that's how accurate it was. So you know, it's gold for checking in on your energy company to make sure they're doing the right thing. That's it, mate. That's it. Beautiful story. Beautiful story. Yes. All right. Yep. To wrap it up, because I don't want it to be a plug for Solar Analytics as great as it is. Um, tell me, what do, you, what do you think? Just step back a little bit now and think about the market. I mean, of course, you've got your own market around you and your own little, uh, your own niche that you, you target. But, you know, overall, what do you think is going to happen with the solar industry next year, Warren? Do you, do you think it's going to be bigger? think it's going to be smaller? What, what do you think? Well, what I write down here, I can't really read out because it's got a bit of a swear word and I don't, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I really don't care whether bigger or smaller. Look, and this is more of a business motto, like focus on what you're doing and do it well. Like if you get worried about whether things are going to be worse or better or whatever, you know, focus on what you do, you know, nice. and then nothing... And what, what does it matter? If it's smaller, if you're a standout, you're still going to do well. And if it's bigger, you'll do well as well. So, you know, I like that scenario. I like that philosophy around, you know, some of the standouts come out in a recession or a downturn because they're the standout businesses that do things, do things well. That's true. That's you true. Know, so, yeah. Uh, great, great, yeah. great rap, mate. I love it. I love it. I love it because, you know, that, that sort of takes the mystery out of it because it's very hard to predict what's going to happen. But, you know, just, uh, and I remember someone saying yeah. to them, this to me, you know, 25 years ago, I, I never worry about my competitors. I worry about what I'm doing and do the best I can. That's right. Well, the solar game, the, the fact that, you know, you would already, you would know yourself and everyone does, is that much cheap junk out there that doesn't work? We're yep. never going to run out of work. You know, if, if everyone did these amazing systems that were bulletproof, well, there'd be no future work. But, I mean, there's that many things that fail, you know. You know, there's always going to be stuff in the market that needs replacing over and over. You know, That's true. Out there, so, uh, That's true. Warren, you've been a you've been a gentleman. You've you've shared your gems with us. You've given us some little secrets and insights to your business. It's been an absolute pleasure on the uh, having you on the show. But I'm out of time. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. No worries. Thanks, Nigel. All right, uh, we are coming to the end of uh, this uh, epic episode of Great Solar Business. My next guest is lined up. Tell me, what's your name? What's your company? What's your niche? Right, so it's um, Scott Mason. We, I, my, Christy and myself, um, we're a little bit of a partner duo. We own Platinum Solar Designs, um, which is a company based on the south coast um, in a small town at Kaima, and um, the business runs from um, mid-Queensland all the way down to Canberra at present. Nice, so, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, and I guess our little niche is that we, we're a little bit different how we operated my old company Nigel Australian Soul Designs where we don't try and um, uh, we don't try and hit large numbers um, um, what we try and do is just uh, just try and do portfolio type works um, so we spend a little bit more time on our jobs um, we've got a, a residential sector and a commercial sector um, Christy looks after the residential sector and I look after the commercial sector so we don't fight and bicker at night so, I love it I love it so far it's, it's going okay 
Beautiful, uh, and and it's yeah. so interesting to to have interviewed eight other people today, and and hear them all explain in a, in a nutshell. You know, how do you sum up your business? It's always a challenge, um, but that's awesome, mate. Uh, yeah. A little bit of a different story from everyone. Now, before we jump into the real questions, um, tell me something about you, mate. Uh, yourself, mate. Um, you got a weird passion. You have got a secret hobby. Keep it clean. But uh, what's something about you that people don't know? <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, look, mate. I'll, I'll be honest. We in the last three and a half years, I I've gone from having many hobbies to to not many at all due to the business. Um, mate, I, I I mean, I love me toys. I've I've, I've got me Harley, similar to you, and um, um, I've got me boat, and I, I love fishing and bits and pieces. But uh, I guess of late, I guess we've got a little. Weird passion. It's probably been in crypto, to be honest. Um, oh, so, okay. um, I do. I, uh, I spend at least a couple of hours each night um, dabbling in different blockchains and bits and pieces to try and um, educate myself further and how we can uh, attack this with our own business. So, um, nice. Yeah, I, I've been I've been uh, mucking around with certain uh, crypto coins for the past three or four years now. So. That's and probably, tell like, yeah, it's probably a little weird little niche hobby, but that's, I guess that's what gets me off at this moment, mate. <laughs> I, li- I like it. And and uh, the million-dollar question, are you winning or are you losing? Oh, I, I, I think anyone that invested three or four years ago in crypto um, is doing okay. Um, you know, when I first got into Ethereum, we, we bought um, around 50 coins at, at around $179. <laughs> so um, I think anyone that bought three or four years ago is probably doing okay. Um, but... Again, it is it is a form of gambling, really, isn't it? It's I mean, all investing is gambling. So, um, uh, you know, <laughs> too excitement might not have any. <laughs> you wouldn't know where the crypto market is, but I, I believe there's a massive future in it. Um, and that's why I, I probably invested. Um, you know, I guess my my time into this to try and research more on how I can apply the business and and, yeah. and run run the business via blockchains. Good on you. Good on you. Yeah. I love it. All right, mate, let's talk about your business. Um, 2021, uh, the year that is almost over. We're all uh, lining up for a bit of a break and uh, recharge and refresh. What's the best thing that happened in 2021 in your business and what did you learn from that? Um, I think for us, like we... We won a few awards and and and, and got runner up a few times in different awards as well, um, and that sort of tells us that. Um, and, and what, like I said, what we're trying to do is, as I mentioned, firstly, is, is more about quality and not trying to get, um, you know, be ego maniac and be caught up with the numbers game, which a lot of large companies do. Um, you know, we're runner up with the CC awards and um, People's Choice awards and a few other, you know. Uh, I guess well-known awards. So I would say that they're probably the biggest achievement um, in our business um, in in 2021. Nice bit of recognition. Um, That's always good. Yeah, yeah. And the good thing is, Nigel, that um, you know I put in, I put our company in these awards, but our boys are pretty passionate about the the quality of works that they do. So um, you know, like our boys get pretty excited when we we put stuff in for them because um, you know it's a bit of recognition for them as well and. Um, so I look at it not just for the business, but for for, for the um, for the workers as well. I'm, I'm getting a little bit older, Nige. So for me, it's it's just another pat on the back, mate. And the missus sends me off to the next job. So <laughs> I like it, mate. That's uh, good accolades, and also uh, you know it talks to that that part of keeping your team strong and motivated and all those kinds of things, which is is so so important in a business. So let's yeah. flip it around, mate. Um, 
what about the worst thing? What what was uh, what went wrong? What 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 uh, what was the worst thing that happened from you this year? And what and what did you learn from that? Well, look, I probably haven't heard the the, the other. Uh, I did definitely haven't heard the other um, podcast. But um, but look, in saying this, it's, it's definitely been COVID for us. Um, I'm sure you probably got a similar response for everyone. And mm-hmm. um, I, I guess for us, uh, we we let go of, um, or we didn't let go, but certain um, workers couldn't travel in a state. Um, the commercial crews that I run, um, they run up and down the eastern border. Yep. So um, it was very challenging for us because we lost some really good workers um, up in Queensland. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, we, we still hold some of them, and, and, and some of them are quite willing, even though I'm married, to uh, to travel around. Um, but we, we did lose, um, you know, a handful of blokes up in that region and, and due to COVID. So um, that, that's probably the worst thing that's happened to us because, for me, I've got a bit of OCD. So, for me, it's stability um, that, that really um, makes me happy. Um, yeah. and, and I just like coming to work, being you know, trying to be a bit of a groundhog day where it's a, you know, it's repetitive, you know, the, the same blokes know what they're doing each day. So I'm having to micromanage and put new people on and constantly train people in the ways in which, you know, I want in the PSD way. So um, that, that's probably been the, the biggest, um, you know, letdown for us this year. Um, it, it's definitely, um, you know, well, in saying that it's been COVID, but on the other hand, our sales have dramatically increased as well. Um, so it's it's a tough one, um, but we're, we're just unfortunate that we lost a few works because we couldn't, couldn't travel yeah. from point A to point B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's um, the downside of all of this is this instability. What'd you learn from it, mate? Out of interest, um, mate, I learned that when people are sitting at home bored shitless of COVID, we got a lot of um, weird phone calls, and uh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Uh, people people completely act different now. Um, yeah, if, if you haven't got a, a, an SMA monitoring solution up and running, it's the worst thing in the world. Um, now, nah, look what I've what I've learned. Um, I guess look, I'm 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 a bit old school, Nige. Um, the way in which we're brought up through business is that we're continually learning each day, mate. It's not a bit of a sales pitch, but um, I come from ex Blue Scope too, so. Um, look, every day is a learning curve for me. Um, you know, we've, we've got 17 odd workers at this point of time. Um, and every day is a learning curve and a challenge for me. Um, even though I'm, I'm in business now for some 15 to 20 years, um, mate, every day is just a, it's a, it's a, it's a new chapter. Um, and it's not necessarily in, in regards to the industry itself. It's, it's more to do with, um, uh, I wouldn't say being a part-time shrink, but what I would say is just <laughs> you're constantly, you're constantly uh, learning to deal with um, the relations that you have with inside the business. Um, for me, that's I'm, I'm always learning from that. Um, the people, the people. Yeah, it really is, mate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like I, I'm an electrical engineer. You know, putting solar on a roof, a couple of wires down, and a couple of vertical wires into an inverter is, isn't isn't brain surgeon type work. Um, it, it's more the um, as a business sense. That's what I'm learning um, day in day out. Um, and, and and due to growth, um, like I said, with COVID that's happened, um, the spike increase where we had where we were selling around um, you know seven to twelve residential systems um, a week. You know, it went to a small little uh, climber. Uh, business selling around 20 to 25 systems a week. So it dramatically increased. Um, and then just trying to get the workflow around that, it was, it was, it was, uh, it's been difficult, but, um, I think we're, we're in a position now where we've built the business, um, to accommodate the, um, the, the traffic flow now. 
the ups and downs. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. What What was the thing that caught you by surprise most last year, mate? Um, you know, what weren't you expecting that um, that sort of you know took you from the took you from the side and gave you a glancing blow that you weren't expecting? Oh, maybe maybe just the numbers. To be honest, nice. Like oh, I didn't really think that our numbers would drastically jump up three hundred percent. I thought with COVID we'd slow down, so we actually started telling people to <laughs> take time off. And um, and some of our casuals, we we sort of um, tapped on the shoulder and said, "Look, mate, at this point in time, I don't know what's going to happen." And they sort of looked elsewhere to the mines because we've got a bit of a mining city around where we are. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so look, I, I, I would say that um, that really took me took me by surprise. Where, where people, I realise now, people are just sitting at home, then paying for electricity and, uh, more, and and they they, they just uh, picked up the phone, mate, and, and away it went. So it was it was a big surprise with the numbers for me um, mm. this season, um, and, and where the money, where they where they get this money from. <laughs> uh, I, 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 the industry's uh, definitely hit a peak. Uh, mid-year, I believe anyway, and I don't know everyone else's numbers, but that's what I see and what I'm hearing is that um, the big surprise was just the, the dramatic uh, left-fielding numbers. And then obviously, yeah. of the year with panel pricing and um, the Chinese and what's happened, um, that was a big surprise to us because obviously um, we, we weren't... We, we always know that we, in Q4 uh, we do get a slight panel increase, and that's the way the Chinese play it. They have done this for the last 10 years, being, being in the sole industry. Um, yep. But I didn't think it was going to be a jump of some 13 to 15 cents in panel pricing. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, that was something that obviously hit us by surprise. Um, we did hedge some pricing through Juice and other um, wholesalers, though, which was great. So we've, we've been able to secure stock at a very good price um, back in the day. So we bought a, a lot of containers um, of panels. But still, it's um, these numbers and, and this surprise obviously coming into January, it's, it's still going to follow through. So um, that's yeah. probably one of, been one of the biggest surprises as well in the industry. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, common themes. And I think uh, if I could sum it up, the the, 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 the rural and or the, the people who have got businesses out of the capital cities yeah. have seen the bigger increases uh, particularly uh, yeah. um, than some of the people in the big cities. But uh, let's switch gears for a sec, mate. Let's go to 2022. Oh. Right. And uh, take all of those, all of those valuable lessons, all those things you've learnt, and talk about how you're going to apply them. What, what's your biggest fear for next year, mate? What, what, what are you, what are you worrying about for next year? Um, I think being grounded by COVID again. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's, um, it's, it's a real hassle for us because, like I said, we run in estates, so um, we don't. A bit about our business model as well is we don't use contractors. Um, it's all it's all in-house employees, and that's the way in which we win a lot of our works. So, um, travelling is our biggest problem. Um, yep. We, I personally have exemptions to go in the states, um, but obviously to get the workers on with that is is, is a diff- completely different thing. So, yep. Um, that that's going to be my biggest fear next year, especially um, January, Feb- February, I guess, with this new um, new 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 virus is coming out, so to speak. Yeah, it is, yeah, and I'm expected to send, you know, um, I've, I've got a few workers from Queensland that are supposed to go back next week and um, every time, you know, you're jumping onto the latest news and um, it, it is a bit scary what, what's been happening and what's been said and um, that, that's really the, the biggest fear for me next year would be, is probably um, the strains of COVID and what's going on and, and, and what this government is 
um, is going to do to us um, because, as you can see, the construction industry now is, uh, I think, you know, Q1, I would call next year. I think I think with gear and 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 uh, and the restraints that's going on at the moment, I think it's going to be a tough test. Mm-hmm. So, so well, well, retail, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And and so out of all of that, mate, what are you going to do different next year to what you did this year? Mate, the soul industry just keeps throwing these curves at us, doesn't it, Nige? Um, <laughs> mate, I, it's. You plan on you plan on doing one thing. Well, it was so funny. We we sit at nights at a dinner table and um, look, we we come up with different ways, both Chris and myself, and how we can build the business or, or push the business this way, or or we feel this is where the money is. Um, mate, it is the solar coaster. Um, it, there's nothing reliable at, at all. Um, mm-hmm. in this game. So um, something I'm going to do different is. Um, Mate, probably try and keep a bit more of a cool head. Mate, I've been obviously pretty stressed out uh, over the last six months with COVID, what's going on, trying to, um, yeah, tr- trying to rearrange jobs. Um, and I think like most of us, sometimes we, uh, <laughs> we, we need to cool off. Um, and I guess that's um, in regards to how I'm going to personally change my ways at work, I'd say that's probably the way I'm going to. I'm going it. to do it because at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're in an industry that's really governed by, uh, yeah, we're not governed by by the way in which we want to grow the business. We're, we're actually, we're held pretty much at ransom by the CC and CR on what, they, what they're trying to come up with and what they're trying to do and what's next. And it's a bit crazy, and as you can see. And, and 18th, yeah. obviously, you know, the, for the month of January with these inverters, you don't know where we're going to be. So. No, no, yeah. I hear you, mate. And and we, we one of the other one of the early interviews I did today. We talked about mental health and the the the, the you yep. know just the 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 work the mental load of juggling all these things. Uh, and of course, it you're is. trying to trying to keep your business afloat. You're trying to keep your marriage afloat. You're trying to keep your relationships and your people happy and yeah. juggle all these things. It's a lot to it's a lot to deal with. So, mate, well done for for getting through it. One only one more question, then I can let you off. You can go. Go enjoy your evening. Uh, what do you think the year is going to be like? You know, what, do you think the, the solar industry is going to going to grow next year? Do you think it's going to be smaller? Do you think it's going to be the same? What's what's your take on what, what the industry is going to be like next year? Oh, I, I think we, the, the growth factor in the industry. I, I believe. Um, I actually think we're going to have a bit of a decrease, and I believe that um, a lot of the larger solar companies. Uh, well, not just the large ones, but I guess now we're seeing with the the smaller ones are really going to struggle. I think with the, the price increase of that 13 to 15 cents that's happened in the past um, four to six weeks um, um, and a lot of the commercial sector that um, have gone and put these large jobs in or haven't accommodated for it, they've pretty much bought the job to keep the customers going. Um, uh, I, I feel that um, the, the industry, unfortunately, I, I believe that, uh, and you've seen the likes of different companies merge, and I won't say who they are, but they've, they've merged to try and um, help cash flow. Um, yep. Um, and, and I feel that it's it's only going to happen more. Now, whether that's a good thing for the industry or, or a bad thing, um, I feel that um, it, it's it's definitely going to be in a bit of a decline, and I'll see a lot of solar companies, I wouldn't say going into liquidation, but really going to struggle to stay afloat. Um, that's what I see, and it's, it's a bit, it's a bit negative, Nige, because we don't want to see that in the industry. But 
Um, I really it goes up and down. Goes yeah. up and down, mate. That's that's not yeah. negative. That's uh, I'm interested in your view. So that's good. Yeah, I, th- I think if you if you just run a residential business, uh, oh sorry, if you just run a commercial business that doesn't do much residential work or do z- zero residential works, I think cash flow might be a bit of a problem for them. So uh, I think most of the medium sized companies that do both resi and commercial. I think they'll be fine because they'll be able to pull cash flow good from the resi. But um, unfortunately, um, if you if you're just in the commercial game and um, and and not selling residentials or, or just doing basic installs on the commercial sector, I think you're really going to struggle. I hear you, man. I hear you, yeah. mate. Um, it's uh, so valuable to hear all your views and your insights. You're on the on the cutting edge of all of this and dealing with all the issues, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure to, for me to listen to everybody today and and uh, and you. But sadly, we're out of time. Thanks so much for joining us, Scott. No worries. I'll go uh, spend uh, the, I'll go spend some time with the birthday girl now, mate. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You're taking her out to dinner. We got to finish early so you can get onto that dinner date, mate. You go look after your family. Thanks so yeah. much for joining us. Too easy. Thanks to everyone as well. Thanks, Nigel. All right, last but not least, and if you're still here, you've done well. You've stuck it out for uh, an epic episode, but so much great content, so many great conversations, and our very last but not least guest for the day. Tell me, what's your name, what's your company, what's your niche? Yeah, sure. Uh, My name's Andy Leadbeater. I'm the Managing Director of Reclaim Solar Energy, Um, and honestly, we're still finding our niche. Um, Ah, We're three and a half years old. so we're currently in a number of spaces that are pretty generic, um, but uh, we do have uh, a small eye on, I suppose, the hydrogen space is of interest to me, and the growth mm. in um, the diversification of the Hunter region up here in Newcastle is is pretty huge. So, um, yeah, we're hoping to find a niche there. Nice. Nice. I like it. That's a, that's a, a, a one we haven't had yet today, Andy, so good job. Now, before we dive into talking about your business, Let's get to know you a little bit more and uh, tell me tell me something weird. Tell me a weird passion or a secret hobby that you've got that gives us an insight into who you are. Uh, sure. Um, I collect hats. Um, hats? <laughs> I, um, I, had, I had about 100 and, nearly 150 of them at one point. Um, yeah, so no way. basketball. Uh, NFL, baseball, um, the old gem you find at the op shop. Um, that's a one-off or something like that. Is um, yeah, I have many hats. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do. <laughs> you ask well, weird. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. We've yeah. had goats, uh, <laughs> ping pong, golf, uh, nerding it out on solar, uh, singing and boxing. Uh, it's just been endless today, and so that's a perfect way to end the insight into the weird and wonderful world of solar people. Mate, um, now we know who you are and that you wear many hats. Let's talk about what's happened this year and what you took away from uh, what's been a big year for everyone, clearly. What was uh, start with the good news. What was, the, what was the best thing that happened in 2021 for your business, and what did you learn from it? Sure. Um, the best thing that happened to us was probably winning um, the AHO contract for the Aboriginal Housing Office. Um, nice. It provided a huge amount of consistency for our calendars. Um, and 
what we learned from it was that you need incredibly good processes to handle uh, a project like that. So it's there's so many layers to it and it's so fast moving um, that you need to have all your checks and balances in place. So at the start, we learnt that and by the end of it, we had it down pat. So looking forward to the next one. Oh, glorious, glorious. Flip yeah. it around, mate. What was, the, what was the big lesson? What was the worst thing that happened this year <laughs> and what did you learn from that? Yeah, sure. Um, probably, there's probably multiple things on this front. Um, I found that we were constantly having to let go opportunities that were presented to us in um, sort of large-scale solar. Um, it's pretty heartbreaking, mm. actually, a lot of them. The, we are just not geared up to handle something like that, um, nor do we have the expertise to do it right this moment. But, um, yeah, what we've learned from it is that we need to, um, I suppose, surround ourselves with good people um, mm -hmm. to collaborate a lot more um, and, I, yeah, to to mix with other solar companies to, to provide these solutions. So I'm not sure there's many solar companies out there that can undertake large-scale solar um, mm -hmm. and... Yeah, collaboration's been what we've learned from that, and we're looking to do that next year. Uh, fantastic story, mate. And uh, you've got to listen to this episode because one of my earlier guests talked about exactly that. Uh, yeah. So you've got a collaborative partner just lined up in this episode who you can give a call to nice. when uh, when you got a moment. So that's beautiful. Um, and, and and I mean upsides, downsides. What was it, what was the big surprise for you this year, mate? What, what what really caught you out, and and what did you learn from that? Um, what caught me out would probably, um, well, politics. Um, it shouldn't have caught me out. I've been doing this for, for over <laughs> ten years, but uh, yeah. I I didn't hear the um, the comment about um, China's relationship with Australia coming um, and the, the flow on from that was um, a pretty big surprise to hear from, mm -hmm. um, from the Australian Prime Minister, but that's that's life um, mm -hmm. and that's politics and that's the solar coaster, for lack of a better term. Um, it's always hinging on, on government policy um, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not, and that's life. So that, that definitely surprised me. Um, through the year, yep, yep, yep. Politics is featured quite heavily for a lot of people, uh, particularly around the regulatory space and everything else this year. And you know the ups and downs of everything. Uh, politics are featured very heavily for us uh, in all these interviews today. All right, mate. Let's let's uh, take all those lessons. Let's bundle them up and let's think about next year. We'll start with the bad stuff first. What's what's your biggest fear? <laughs> what are you nervous about next year? That you know, is worrying you? What's what's the biggest one? Yeah, sure. Um, similar to the one I had earlier about passing up big opportunities, I hope that um, 2022 is going to be a phenomenal year for the solar industry. I'm confident of that. Um, mm. Supply issues around uh, product and people, uh, workers, good, good quality installers, um, the speed at which... Um, people are able to be qualified um, is is frustrating. Um, having enough supervisors to supervise good crews of, uh, of installers, um, that's my biggest fear. Um, mm. Having the opportunities there but not being able to fulfil them through lack of personnel or, or product is something that 
I'm fearful of. But, I mean, you would never think that a high demand should be a, a scary thing. But if the supply doesn't match it, it's um, yeah, it could be disappointing. But I think it'll still be a huge year. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it's always balanced, right? It's always a balance. So, so with all these, you know, lessons from a pretty tough year and even even two years, what are you going to do different next year that you didn't do last year? A good question. Um, I think it will. We will look to take um, more risks. Probably um, this year was a year of consolidation for us. Um, a year where we we grew um, in in size um, and in personnel. We got a lot of training under our belts, um, a lot of processes down pat. So I feel like we're in a better position now to take more risks. We're surrounding ourselves with some wonderful people um, and some really big circles of influence. So hopefully we can jump in, um, you know, boots and all next year and, and take a few risks and, um, yeah, Hopefully they, they pay off. That's definitely something this year we haven't taken a lot of risks um, because it has been a, a pretty tricky landscape. But um, mm-hmm. uh, next year I'm looking to be a bit more ambitious. Yeah, Ready to roll. I love it. Yep. I love it. And that's a perfect segue into into what you think, and you've kind of alluded to this, but you, you're clearly of the view that next year is going to be a strong one. What, what, what's, your, what's your forecast for the industry, mate? Do you think it's going to be a, a bigger year overall for the industry or do you think it's going to be smaller or the same? Tell us what you think. Yeah, well, all, um, all politics and, and COVID and everything else uh, aside, um, barring any major um, dramas, I think it should be a massive year. Um, one of the big drivers I've noticed is the net zero um, carbon reduction offsets, all these different terms that are getting thrown around in um, in the business world in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a massive social responsibility on businesses to achieve their targets and or start setting targets for themselves and getting some carbon management plans in place. And I, that, for me, is what I think will make the industry bigger and better next year and, the, and until 2030 or whenever their targets are. I think it's going to... Um, there's going to be an explosion of, of activity around the commercial space. Um, there needs to be, and I mm. think there will be. So I think it'll be a bigger year than this year. Yep. Mm. Mm. Mate, uh, that is uh, fascinating to hear, and, and it's you're, you're pretty much on the same thing. There's a couple of people who are not quite as optimistic, but I think the general trend through all my interviews today, all everything that's come before you today, I think uh, the majority – are feeling pretty bullish about next year. Certainly I am as well. I think we're going to see a surge in in confidence, uh, all things being equal. Of course, the other lesson that everyone's talked about is expect the unexpected. So you never know what's going to come at you uh, around the fringes. But, mate, uh, I'm out of time. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much, mate, for, for joining us and for sharing your story. No worries at all. Thanks for the opportunity, Nigel. Uh, you're one of the good guys in the industry, mate. I um, really appreciate any time we spend together. Good on you. Oh, it's too kind. What a perfect way to wrap up. Uh, thank you, listeners. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Great Solar Business. Uh, enjoy a Christmas break. I hope you get a break. I hope you have some downtime. Catch up with your friends. Catch up with your family. And we will see you again in 2022.
Great Solar Business was brought to you by Solar Juice, Australia's leading solar distributor. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business was also brought to you by Solar Analytics. Get more from your solar, more confidence, more savings and more insights with Solar Analytics.